Welcome to Tashma. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip, and this is the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. This year, I'll be writing a series of essays reflecting on the holidays through wisdom from the Talmud. I hope you'll join me on this journey. Today, I'll share an essay on Pesach Sheni. Let's dive in. Redemption cannot happen without everyone. We learn this lesson from our Seder ritual when we open our homes by inviting guests and asserting that all who are hungry come and eat. But the idea of radical inclusion is perhaps most clearly found in the laws of the Pesach sacrifice itself. Every person should join a group that will offer the Pesach sacrifice and eat the entire offering together. Nobody can be left out. This mandate to include everyone in this sacrifice extends so far as to necessitate the creation of an additional makeup holiday for those who are unable to participate in the primary Pesach offering. This second chance holiday is called Pesach Sheni, second Passover, and falls each year exactly one month after Pesach. The Mishnah in Pesachim summarizes who is obligated to participate in the Pesach Sheni ritual. One who was ritually impure or on a distant journey and did not observe the first Pesach should observe the second. If one unwittingly forgot or was prevented beyond their control and did not observe the first, they should observe the second. This second Pesach offers a chance for those who missed the first holiday to still be part of the mitzvah. The people showing up to partake of this Pesach Sheni offering are extremely diverse. They share the same need for a second chance, but the reasons that have brought them there are many and very different. Some were on a journey, while others were home, but impure and therefore not able to participate. Some missed the first holiday completely by their own mistake, while others were held up or prevented by some outside force they could not control. The Talmudic discussion that follows on Psachim 93a brings a breita that expands the participant list, detailing even more different and specific cases, including lepers, menstruating women, women who have recently given birth, and even one who missed the day intentionally. Most strikingly, the Talmud extends the categories found in the Mishnah to include a child who comes of age between the two psachim and someone who converted to Judaism in the past month. The Jews joining together in groups to offer a Pesach Sheni offering are not brought together because they all share one singular experience. Their lives over the previous month have looked very different. Yet the ritual of Pesach Sheni manages to bring them together as one people, to include them in a ritual that is meant for all. So much of Pesach has traveled through the years and is still a part of our lives today, but the Pesach sacrifice itself has not. With the disappearance of the animal offering, we have lost Pesach Sheni as an active holiday. Yet there is so much we can learn from the structure and the values expressed in this radically inclusive ritual. Pesach Sheni is an opportunity to include those who find themselves on the margins, to invite them in to form community with each other without blurring their own distinct experiences. In recent years in Israel, Pesach Sheni has become a day for queer pride and inclusion a day on which we notice queer Jews, remembering the ways they have been left out of ritual Jewish life and celebrating the opportunity to include them now. From Pesach Sheni, we learn that who is in and who is out is not static. Our communities are dynamic and always changing. 
Over the course of a life, we will likely move between categories, and so will the people around us. Sometimes these moves are good, healthy, and intentional. Pesach Sheni reminds us that people go on journeys and they return home. We should give ourselves permission to take big journeys, real and metaphorical, and trust that we will find our way back into community. Likewise, we must let others travel and welcome them back upon return. Other times, we may find ourselves outside of the community for reasons that are harder. Just because we participated in Pesach this year doesn't mean we won't need Pesach Sheni next year. Life is unexpected. Some years we fall outside the community because we are in mourning, struggling with illness, or even because we are home with a newborn. But our tradition asserts that everyone who is impure can become pure again. This is radical and not a given. The Torah gives all of us rituals for return to community, and Pesach Sheni acknowledges and celebrates that possibility of return. The Pesach Sheni ritual teaches us not to assume that just because someone is usually included, they will stay included. We have to constantly be asking, who's left out now, here, this year? The expanding categories of people who may need a second Pesach remind us to be on the watch for who else may need to be invited in. In the absence of the temple, formal impurity is no longer a reason for exclusion from today's Pesach meals and communal singing of Hallel. Yet we continue to mark this second Pesach, this day of second chances on our calendars. May this day offer us the opportunity to see all those who have been left out of our communities, for whatever the reason, and invite them to eat and sing with us now. Our producers for this podcast are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.